and welcome to the Felicity Optimist versus Cynic podcast with us, your hosts, Melissa and Fish. This is a Felicity rewatch podcast, and normally we watch an episode each week and join you here to talk about it. This one's a little different because we're doing a season two recap episode. So uh, yeah, we're just going to talk about the whole season this time. It's mostly going to be a recap, but I don't know. We could possibly say something that will come up in the future of the show. So let's just say it's not spoiler free. Okay. I I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen today, but it might not be spoiler free. So just deal with it. Okay. So I am Melissa and I'm here with my gorgeous co-host Fish. Fish, how are you doing? I am elated. I am so happy. Melissa and I just exchanged slightly late Christmas gifts and well, for you <laughs> it's really late <laughs> for you guys yes <laughs> hearing this um it is actually not that late for us yeah. but so they are felicity themed and we love them and uh, I just want to make it really clear that fish gave me a stuffed koala because koalas are cool. And when you squeeze its hand, it has a Ben speech that it gives, okay? All right, everybody, (laughs) I haven't let go of it since we started. I'm going to hug it for the entire podcast, period. It's amazing. I'm I'm just loving the image of Melissa hugging hugging the koala. Mm -hmm. It's it's so cute, I can't even. What's and today? Melissa gave me a, it looks like a book written by a fan all about Felicity. I'm excited. I'm super excited to be able to read this and maybe bring you guys some, uh, some highlights for the next couple seasons. Going to yeah. be amazing. This is the kind of commitment we have to this show. Okay. Okay, folks. That's right. Um, We're going to try to stay focused, but we're a little distracted by our gifts, but that's okay. We're going to stick together. We can get through this. We should have waited until after the show to open the gifts. That's probably true. Yeah. Okay. But that's right. So we're going to talk about season two here today. And you all may remember, if you go back and listen to the end of season one, we also did a recap show. And our objective was that we were going to come up with a list of questions that we wanted to pose at the end of every season and just sort of track over time how things are shifting for us or I don't know how things are evolving in general. So we have a similar format, maybe a couple tweaks along the way to the season recap show from season one. We'll be we'll be doing it all again this time and seeing how it shifts. So it might be fun to go back and listen to season one's recap and and compare notes. But right now we're just doing this on the fly. Who knows what's going to come out of our mouths? That's the plan. Um, so I know last time. So we said we came up with five questions. I think it might be six, but whatever. That's fine. It's not. It's five questions <laughs> because one question is major achievement slash biggest fail Uh that's one question okay all right cool um (laughs) listeners you can be the judge all right is it five or six questions okay (laughs) you're not gonna break any friendships by answering this online it's okay so okay well look the first one is the perennial literally (laughs) question for all of us 
which is Ben versus Noel. Now, Fish, I know you've been on quite a journey with this question over time. So I'm curious how you chose to sum that up for this season. Yeah, I mean, actually, it was super easy for me because um, I'm Team Sean. Team Sean. Team Sean. Yeah. Okay. Good call. Um, Okay, now that's a cop out. Because honestly, neither of these guys is like super awesome right now. So I would say last time, majority of the season, I was Ben. And then I switched to Noel at the end because Ben got all aggro. Yeah. Um, this time, it's the opposite. The majority of the, majority of the season, I was Noel. Um, I mean, I really think just, I don't know, his relationship with Ruby made him look at himself a lot more and Ben, I don't know, was having some major issues and made some real big mistakes. And I think maybe there was also still a bit of the residue of what had happened at the end of season one for you. Yeah. Like I had not fully I was not in a place to fully trust him mm-hmm. and then he goes and does the whole thing with greg and it's like like you almost had me mm. um but like as of the last episode it's been okay. because noel is not in any kind of place for a relationship um and ben is and he hasn't punched anyone recently um give him time oh man well that's that's gonna be for next season i'll have to deal with that next season but he's gone a whole season without punching anyone Uh and um uh i mean i guess i guess that's what i can say for him okay i I see i mean i think that it's important for us to give a timeline answer for you for this because things shift yeah you know from episode to episode or from i don't know segment of a season to segment of a season for you so it's important to track it i'll tell you my answer though is a lot more simple it's ben ben yeah (laughs) yep yeah pretty much that now if i could be team al i would (laughs) i might i might consider that okay but ben you know that's fine too um that would be interesting though felicity and al i think let's think about that i don't know (sighs) yeah anyway so okay now we have what some may say is two separate questions but is really two parts of the same question or just one question i don't know you be the judge (sighs) (laughs) (laughs) what okay this one is just for me and the next part of the same exact question is for fish that's right so my question is well so i i get to ask you this question okay good good yes so melissa Uh what was the major achievement that felicity had this season and if you all all of the listeners if you remember from uh the last recap show um we have really honorable mentions probably throughout 
Yeah, for me, this one isn't, this one is probably my my simplest answer. Uh, I have honorable mentions and other answers later, but for me, I guess you could say there are a lot of things that she achieves, but I think the big one is learning to look for equal love. Like relationships that are two-sided, <laughs> relationships <laughs> that are based on some sort of a healthy communication process. I think she's been learning the way to get there. I think that she has been learning how to express herself and when needed to stand up for herself. That's been a hard road with a lot of different relationships, including with her parents. But I do think like if we think back to season one and that whole quote that I didn't love Mm -hmm. around, you know, equal affection cannot be let the more loving one be me. Didn't love that because it's sort of like, well, maybe let's just go for equal affection. And I think she is starting to do that now. It took it took a little while, but I do actually think with all of the relation after the initial Ben breakup, if we look at what happened with David, if we look at what happened with Greg, and if we look at what's happening here with Ben, it does seem to me that those are more meant to be relationships that are on an equal footing. I think the most arguable one there is Greg, because you could say that she admired him um she worked with him worked for him so there could have been a hierarchy there but i think they were actually trying to see each other as equals as much as they could in that dynamic well in all and in all fairness he definitely was more into her and she treated him like crap yeah so i do think that one is sort of like the the most questionable with this but she also got very good at standing up for herself with him Mm-hmm. And very good at speaking her mind with him. So I don't see in any of these, the three relationships that we're charting for this season, if we look at that, like, I don't see what I saw with her and Ben last year or last season of just this like uh, unrequited crush that, you know, like it's it just feels a lot more even. And frankly, it also feels a lot more even than what we saw with Noel and Felicity in season one. Um, yeah. So I like that she's getting to that place where she's looking for a partner and not just somebody she's interested in. Um, And, you know, we'll see how that evolves because I think we're heading into the space that you wanted to see of like, well, what does it look like when she is in, (laughs) you know, like, like when she's really in a relationship with these guys, um, you know, we never really got to see that with Ben. And so we're, we're heading into that territory where we've been starting to see what that looks like. Yeah, and I'm all for it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to ask uh, your your question or your piece of the same question, which is, <laughs> you know, uh, me being the optimist, I'm going to look for achievements. But for Fish, for you, the question is, what's the biggest Felicity fail of this season, if not more than one thing? Yes, I do have a couple. But I mean, by far, the biggest fail is just David. yeah because we're going to continue to trash him forever um i know right (laughs) um so uh another thing is repeating past mistakes and not learning from them so we see that um she like backslides into being that glue that holds her parents together Mm. um 
She is charmed into illegal activity, not once, but twice mm -hmm. by Ben. Wait, one second. Let's go back for a moment. So um, backslides into the being the person her parents are leaning on again. Is Are you thinking when her dad like uh, talks about his or when she finds out about her dad's depression? Even earlier than that, like when her parents are there and it's like she has to work through it with Dr. Pavone. Yeah. But initially her reaction is to backslide. Mm hmm. And so, you know, she, I mean, these are like fails, but she then sort of gets past them, which is good. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think she does some backsliding during this. It's like, she doesn't learn, yeah. learn. Um, she has to go through things a couple of times <laughs> yeah. before yeah, she really fair. picks up on stuff and is like, oh, okay, yeah right? Shouldn't do that. Don't do that for a third time or a fourth. Um, so yes, being charmed into illegal activity twice by Ben in almost the exact same fashion. Mm -hmm. um, kissing Noel when he's in a relationship. That's not the first time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she has this, uh, just this general tendency to not learn the first time. Um, you know, I did have to put the haircut down, not just because like, you know, what it looks like. Yes, Carrie Russell is beautiful. But if we remember at the time she had her haircut and the reasoning that she gave for it, I wasn't like, it didn't seem to make any sense to me. I was like, mm -hmm. if you're over them, then why the big change? Yeah, um, that infuriated you. You hated that. I hated it. Yeah. Uh, didn't like it. So I'm putting it down. And last one is, you know, something that really took a lot of work on her side to be a failure at. Mm -hmm. um, but she put in the work is, is being a worse RA than Noel. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, okay. I wanted to recognize the work that she put in there. Okay. Yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, that yeah. was that was some that was some effort. So Felicity, she had some fails, but she you had know, some achievements. She, she came a long great. way. She took some steps back. It was a bit of a cha cha. Yeah, you know, that's what we do. You know, yeah. back forward, back forward. Hopefully, more forward than back. That's the goal, I think. And I think she, I think she has been going more forward than back. Or she, she's been changing at least. I mean, I think whatever direction that is, it's hard to say, but she's been changing. I think at least for me, her, the entire journey that she's taken so far is completely summed up by that shot of her on the roof at the end. Mm -hmm. That's sort of like standing in her own power and sense of self and like remembering Ben, but not being dependent on him. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, there's some pain, but there's some good and just, I don't know, almost like accepting responsibility and independence and, and being, I don't want to say like proud of herself. It didn't feel like it was quite proud of herself yet, mm -hmm. but it was there. It's like the, her sense of self is coming out and she's becoming more confident in it. I like it. I like it. It's very poetic. 
I think that's a good way of describing it. And I think that's something that, you know, we've had comments from listeners over the season about how, you know, the show is really about how she finds her sense of self. And as much as it's embedded in this, like, sometimes soapy, like, <laughs> bitter knoll of it all, you know, like, I, I think um, sometimes she does choose Felicity. And- I mean, there's really no problem with having more beautiful people in a show. Okay. So. All right. Well, I so, like yeah, your answers because one of them integrates a little bit with mine for the next for the next question. Oh, well then let's ask you, what was the biggest shock slash reveal of the season? Okay. You want one? Well, you're going to get three two and three honorable mentions okay that's how it's going to be it's going to be amazing um what order do i want to go in here i i kind of want to give you the the one and two before the honorable mentions because the honorable mentions are just weird um (laughs) number one i mean one and two are like the serious responses to this biggest shocker reveal of the season we're gonna have to say ruby's baby isn't Knowles. yeah i have that one too I mean, the, a lot of stuff with that storyline is a shock, but I think finding out that after all this, <laughs> after all this angst, all this, you know, hand wringing, it's not even Noel's baby. <laughs> it's like, oh my gosh. Um, and in a way, I think that also decreased the stakes quite a bit in that whole thing. But I, I mean, what were you, what, what were they going to do? Have Like, I, I mean, that would have been, tough to have that play out and have Noel maintain like at a certain point he's just taking care of a baby you know so they I think they needed to somehow get out of that story but um that was one way to do it for sure and on the really opposite end of the spectrum for Mm -hmm. my number two shock of the season Tracy's a virgin yep uh was my number one (laughs) yeah yeah I mean didn't see that coming Nope. I think from a standpoint of like, that would be the thing that you do to Elena to torture her the most. (laughs) But also like hearing how you were reacting along the way where you thought that they were going to reveal him to be gay. Mm -hmm. And so like, even, even it it felt, it, it felt like so real how they had dangled that over us. And we're trying to make us question what was going on with him um, to, to hear how it was playing out with you and what your guesses were. It was like, oh, this obviously worked. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> like they, they really did keep it a surprise for us as we, as we listened. But I've got a few that were to me shocking in their own right. Oh, oh um, right. so honorable mentions. I'm going to, I'm first of all, dovetailing with something you said to your last question, Felicity and Megan just stop being RAs. <laughs> yeah. like, in the moment of greatest crisis, the pipes burst at the dorm. Everybody is now sleeping in, of all places, the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, catch you guys later. We're going to the left and we're never coming back for the rest of the year. What happened to all of their advisees? I mean, <laughs> I guess they learned to fly or didn't. <laughs> um, 
So that's one. I mean, some may say the very fact that they were staying in a cafeteria, you could also argue was a big shock. But anyway, so another honorable mention. Remember when Noel tells off a seven-year-old? Yes. <laughs> that His was name like, is Gary. Yeah, that was really upsetting. And Gary cries. <laughs> yeah. So I put that down. But for me, the most the most winningest of all honorable mentions for this question is Javier eats jam out of a donut. <laughs> it was a Danish. It was a Danish. I'm sorry, Danish. That's I did write that. And I just That's like it. calling a bagel a muffin. Similar to that. Or a muffin a bagel. Look, <laughs> if you've gotten this far into our podcast and you have not tried to go back and look at that scene, <laughs> which lasts maybe a second, okay, go find it. I'm telling you, we it's gotten a lot of mileage on this podcast. Okay. So it's important. It's part of the lore now. Okay, people? It was very upsetting to Melissa. Really, really it was upsetting. unsanitary. It was weirdly sexual. It was sad. And they just, uh, he just left it on the, it was in a display <laughs> tower for people to take one. Okay. Yeah. Ah. And it may actually be what Javier was offering people as a bribe to vote for Felicity. We don't know. Could have been a flyer with his finger in a Danish. It was so upsetting. (laughs) (laughs) And shocking. Okay. Shocking. Mm -hmm. That's how Mm -hmm. I'm describing it. So those are my two plus three honorable mentions. Very nice. You fish. I I know I stole some of yours, but what were your biggest shocks or reveals of the season? Yeah. Number one was definitely Tracy's a virgin and the whole Ruby's pregnant and it's not Knowles went on my list too I only have one that you didn't mention um which is Julie's mom wants her kidneys oh my god like WTF Julie's mom (laughs) (laughs) when you say it so bluntly and it's accurate when said that way but when you say it so bluntly it's just doesn't get any better does it no it was shocking it was shocking I did not understand why why she felt this was okay. But um but it happened and I was shocked. Yeah. Carol just in general. She's like the villain of the show. Yeah. Sorta. Yeah. But almost is never there. You know, it's like she's <laughs> the super villain that never is there. She just keeps ruining Julie's life over and over again. Yeah. Not that cool, lady. Carol. I mean, she got her own "You're the Worst" segment, and she yeah. she definitely was. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. Oh boy. Well, since I took some of yours, um, why don't we have you answer this next question first, and maybe I'll take some of mine. That would be only fair. Mm-hmm. Um, so the question is: funniest thing that happened this season? Yes, and. Last time we had a breakdown of funniest thing that happened on the podcast and then funniest thing that happened in the show. So for the podcast, I have picked Al versus Officer Covington and their wet t-shirt contest that Al, you know, hands down won and then promptly died. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. 
I was going to agree, and then it went there. <laughs> yep. Uh, You're definitely. the worst fish. You're <laughs> the worst. Hey, I'm the only one allowed to say I'm the worst. Yeah, uh, but I'm the one who does the, the theme music, so I can do it whenever <laughs> I want. That's true. Um, and the show, I can't imagine that we differ on this. Um, it's when Ben is sorry. He's sorry. He's very sorry. <laughs> um, and honorable mention, uh, Richard is ditched at a painting party. Yeah, we hovered in some of the same areas. Wandered about. Yeah, actually, you didn't take any of mine. Um, yeah, good. Surprising. Although, although the fight will come up for me in a superlative, but... Um, so number one for me, there there isn't a specific moment, but I'm going, I lumped it into the category of all of the most frenetic parts of final answer. Just yeah. at that point when they've set everything up and, and people are just starting to get it on and like everything's like they're, they're starting to do all those quick cuts between scenes. And at that moment, when we start getting just that sequence of Elena talking about all powerful entities mm-hmm. and Felicity's like, well, well, you didn't wind the watch. She's like, don't wind the watch. You should just do this. And she's <laughs> like, well, you didn't do this. And she's rotating her hand. And then we got Cafe de Sluts from Richard. <laughs> and then you get Noel. Sean's like, you and I had a date. And Noel's like, no, <laughs> I know who I have dates with and when I have them. John's like I meant Julie (laughs) like the whole thing and just the rapid cutting between all of these moments that are uh, like (laughs) they're just at the end of their ropes for completely different reasons and all of it is funny um so I put that as my as my top but a close second is 63% 63% of me thinks you're a dick. Yeah. And everything that led to it. The whole, the whole party really is great. I mean, we love that one for a reason, right? Mm-hmm. That that was an amazing episode. And yeah, I mean, Ben and the word dick. Funny. And it's the fact that soon funny. after that, Richard starts to be called dick. I know. Like, I, it just <laughs> really works. I like the way they seamlessly transitioned into this. But I do have a third. Ooh. And this is one that happened a while ago. But, um, I, you know, when Sean is workshopping names for smoothies to Ben, <laughs> he's right. like, I'm thinking smoothies. And Ben's like, smoothies? That's ridiculous. No, what else you got? He's like, well, how about fat-tastic? <laughs> Must ooze. Wasabi goose. Spice Oreo. <laughs> ben just says... Yeah, that's maybe stick with what you have. Smoothies is probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Those are my moments. I wanted to pull one from a little earlier in the season, too, because it's been a while. But I do have to say, as I was looking back through my notes, I was like, there was a real lull there, kind of in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You were getting from that's... here to there quite a bit, but that's okay. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. Um. So. The next question is favorite minor character of the season. And I, I'm just going to say, I think I mentioned all of them. So why don't you go first and maybe knock off a few? Although I doubt it's going to be any of the people that I picked. I've got three and there's an honorable mention as well. 
So we'll see what like we can 12. do. I've got okay. Like oh, great. Yeah. So you have everybody your favorite almost. Yeah, everyone. Well, guys, um, to everybody who's seen my love affair with this character, I yeah. just don't... <laughs> who Listeners, I want you to guess at home who you think my number one is. I'll tell you. It's Pavone! Yep. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pavone. Dr. Pavone. Tony Pavone is my hero. Okay? That's it. That's it. Um, what else can I say about Tony Pavone? She's amazing. And I wish... I had a Tony Pavone at that age who was sort of like unbiased looking at my life uh, and giving me all her thoughts. She was, she was awesome, but I kind of had her. So that was good. So Pavone's obviously number one and the obvious number two is going to be Al. Of course. That's right. Um, Al, wherever you are, we (laughs) heart you. Okay. Now, number three Pam. Mm. Pammy Pam. Okay. She, she did make my list. She's the one that I was like, yeah, I, I think we might cross paths her here. Yeah. I mean, look, listeners, you probably completely forgot about Pam a long time ago. And the amount of time we've spent talking about Pam and speculating about Pam and trying to ship her with other characters and, Mm. you know, giving her funny names it was probably more than is warranted, but she deserves it. Okay. I think. I mean, she's lovely. Mm-hmm. She's great. Okay. I have an honorable mention and nobody remembers this guy. Mm. Bonus points if you do. Okay. The guy who choked on the smoothies <laughs> at the party that Sean was catering at Dean and DeLuca. For things I remember that you gave an award for best choking. It was so good. And I was, was just really thinking good. back on it. I was like, it really is good. I love that guy. Okay. So um where he's choking on the smoothies or or the in the spices Shrimp. in smoothies. Yeah. I'm not sure. It like got in his nose. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it got a little unwieldy. And then uh, you know, he gets some water and he just looks with love at the water glass and he goes to say <laughs> thank you, but he can't get it out because he's still choking. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> and then he exits stage right. Yeah. It was I'm, amazing. Applause. Yep. The best, best choking on smoothies scene uh, in the whole show. Easily the best. Yeah. And there Absolutely. were quite quite a few, actually. You would think that's a really specific category. But think about the number of people who choke on smoothies or, like, can't get it down. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. So, including like second to that would be Maggie trying to chew something in it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what's going on with smoothies, but whatever. <sighs> so, Fish, <laughs> did I thin out the field at all for you here? Um, two, two okay. of them. So, yeah. So I, I just have, I have some categories. So that's why there's so many. Mm-hmm. So it's it's favorite minor character category X. So first category is female. Now this may be a little uh, controversial, but for me, it's Maggie. I love her and Ben. I think they have amazing chemistry. I love Terry Polo. She always looks fantastic. She catalyzes Ben 
into realizing he wants an actual relationship, one that involves, you know, more than hot sex. But we also get the hot sex. Mm -hmm. And my honorable mention there was Pam, who you already mentioned. We love her. Totally different reasons. Yeah, completely. Um, And then male. Even though he doesn't feel like like a minor character, I guess, because he's so large on the screen. I mean, I guess it's Tracy because he's he's comes in pretty far into the season mm-hmm. and but he just i don't know he feels like a lot um so but we really don't get that much from him like initially it's a lot of his acting is just like being there and the looks mm-hmm. he does such great looks and uh and my honorable mention there is earl i mean it has to be we love earl Mm -hmm. all right so um just a few more kind of normal categories so this one is female comma animal mommy oh yeah nice yeah and then of course male comma animal lucky yes lucky i know um and then you you did talk about this one. So I had uh, my favorite minor character that never appears on screen. And that in fact was Gary, the seven-year-old that Noel made cry over the Mm -hmm. video game crash. We do have an honorable mention in Swain. (laughs) But Swain is a giant son of a bitch though. He is. He's also, you know, a small man who works in the mailroom. Um, <laughs> Which I'm pretty sure is backstory. You've made up, but that's okay. It's canon now. That's in my it. mind, that's what that's what he is. Um, but but Gary Gary takes it home for me. Um, and then we've got um, hot hot extra uh, that just like. Uh, gorgeous bald black bouncer in the aretha theory mm-hmm. just like amazing okay wow. like no words like literally he had no words in the whole episode mm-hmm. um hence extra okay and then we've got um you just got three more again totally normal so we've got our categories of um old man comma wise the prophet from the depths interesting mm-hmm. we've got old man comma adorable we've got al al's on my list too oh al right and i want to pull a little bit from earlier so we've got old man comma smell mcgrath uh... <laughs> well we didn't actually see him in season two though doesn't matter Okay. But his old man smell lingered. It did. Okay. It was there. Okay. Well. <laughs> so those are all my favorite minor characters. Yeah. You um, really broke a lot of rules there, my friend. I, I broke, like, I mean, technically, the question is, favorite minor mm-hmm. character. Mm-hmm. Just one. Yeah. And, uh, and I obliterated that. That's the, yeah, blew it out of the water. That's fine though. That's how we do it. It's our <laughs> podcast guys and we can do whatever we want. You want to start rating people? You yeah. can write to us or, yeah. <laughs> or you start your own podcast, us. but it might be easier to write. 
Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can you can send us a, a treaty. Treaties. Treatise. Mm -hmm. Why can I never say that word? Treatise. Well, treaty is uh, a thing too, but different. It is, but it's not not what I'm looking for. Nope. Um on like all of your thoughts. Yeah. Um really on every character, minor character. Howard Stern motherfucker lookalike uh, oh in the show. So, yeah. Okay. So well, now we are on to the superlatives question, and we should definitely start with our optimist. Mm. So, um, I don't know. I mean, according to Melissa, this might be two different sections because there's five best and five worst. Uh -huh. So that would might that might be two sections that we're gonna do, but I consider it one section. So Melissa, what are your five best superlatives for the season? These are like, you know, when you have in your yearbook like um, I don't know, best hair, best teeth, uh, most likely to succeed, uh, that type of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and because we just wrote superlatives for this, it's kind of all over the map. It's it's for us to decide what category, you know, what felt like it was a thing that was the most of something. I have five plus three honorable, honorable mentions. Um, <clears throat> the honorable mentions are like really, really small moments. Uh, well, I don't know. I guess there are others that you could say are also small moments, but they made a big impact on me. So I'll, I'll start with the ones that are just like in the five. Um, so the first one being most funnily awkward meeting between two characters, which is <laughs> Noel meeting Tracy for the first time in his own apartment. Yes. And he's asking Tracy for advice about Ruby because <laughs> it's all coming apart with Ruby and he doesn't know why. And the scene just starts with Scott Foley pacing back and forth in and out of frame, looking back at Tracy, who doesn't know who he is yet according to the fact that he hasn't been introduced. So just to start there and to confuse even us as the viewer, and then for him to just start dumping just all of it onto Tracy. Like, I feel like we're in a tailspin and I don't even know why. <laughs> and I want to get your advice because I feel like Elena would just be like, you're an idiot. And <laughs> Tracy gives this whole bit of advice for a guy who doesn't actually know and he knows nothing about the situation. And then unfortunately, Noel takes it <laughs> wholesale. He doesn't change a word of it. And he delivers Tracy's speech to Ruby. And it's not right. <laughs> no, no, it's not. It's incorrect. Everything about it is wrong when Noel says it. Yeah, it just it, from the very moment Noel tries to say baby. Yeah, it's just wrong. <laughs> um but i think just the meeting of those two right there was for me uh, a moment that it's hard to forget now i'm going to give you a totally different one for this next one best acting in an internalized moment so yeah. we have the moment and i spoke much of this when the scene actually happened but in the pavone and felicity conversation where you know we have the episode where Pavone is really kind of digging into Felicity, trying to get Felicity to have some revelations about the situation with her parents. And we get to the very quiet scene where Felicity tells the story about how she went to ballet camp and um, 
you know, she got, she came back early. She hated it so much. And she found that her, her mom had been sleeping on the couch and they were, parents were really embarrassed. And so she distracted them that night at dinner and was like, I loved it. And she's like, oh, I went to ballet camp for, you know, the next however many summers. Pavone says, it's a hard job keeping the family together, isn't it? And the look, it's just the look. My favorite moment is the look that Carrie Russell gives as all of the realizations hit her face slowly and then i think fish you were you said that the only thing the script said was like it sinks in yeah and i think that's ridiculous so (laughs) (laughs) that that was the prompt and it turned into that so this is an amazing moment of acting as far as i'm concerned now in a totally different type of acting this is another place where uh, the Ben and Null fight is going to come up. So mm-hmm. most ridiculous fight from beginning <laughs> to end. So everything from the beer can just hitting Null's head as hard as a beer can can hit a hit head. And then the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. And then the, the, and then the beautiful camera work of the TV falling down and all of the fighters pointing in the same direction. <laughs> And then even, you know, as far as the aftermath of it all, when the two are peeling themselves up off the couch and the floor, respectively, um, it was beautiful. Okay. It was. It was like a ballet, a choreographed, amazing, drunken, beer-fueled fight. Mm -hmm. Loved it. Yeah. Loved that. Number four is character we most worship or should I just say character I most worship character most of us most worship Megan dancing on the go-go dancing platform (laughs) to bitty body bitty boo okay yes (laughs) not to the original song to the new song for the dvd uh we both loved yeah loved it I'm I may or may not have years ago found bitty body bitty boo and reenacted that scene okay anyway so (laughs) God, I wish they had a video of that. In my apartment. I want video of that. Whoa, whoa. Whoa, <laughs> whoa. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, so, um, right. Uh, moment five. The time machine speech. All the way to everything from the time machine speech to the rooftop Charlie Chaplin movie. Everything in that sequence. Chef's kiss. Okay. It's my comfort food. I love it. It's just... I can watch it so many times. I know that's going to be controversial controversial for you, Fish. Hey, you love what you love. That's how it is. And I don't even have a what category that is. I think like most comfort foodie part of a TV show. I don't know. <clears throat> that's not a thing. But I made it one. Just then. <laughs> okay. Now I've got three very small moments. <clears throat> one is more just like the image of it. Most high voltage look. Hmm. Felicity in the red dress. I mean, you almost don't even have to remember what happened in the episode or the scene. It's just the look of Felicity being in that red dress. I feel like it was just iconic, to be honest with you. And it is the one piece of fashion that I actually notice. Um, (laughs) Also an honorable mention. Moment that Javier had the least chill. (laughs) When he met Felicity's mother. Oh, can we just, I mean, this is so emotional. 
for me. Because <laughs> she's given him nothing back, okay? No. But he comes unglued. He was clearly like fanboying out. Like, and she was just, you know, apparently used to it. I guess so. Bar reporter, you know, she's out and about. People love her. Yeah, they do. Oh, boy. Okay. And the final honorable mention. Best throwing of a highlighter across the room. (laughs) Done by Ben. Yes. Who was pretty sure that he was supposed to be reading one version of The Invisible Man. But it actually turns out he was supposed to be reading Invisible Man. And it's different. And it's much easier to write a paper on the book he was supposed to be reading. I mean, given the question, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, that highlighter, everything about that, we just yeah. cracked up over that for much time. It was it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that, okay. my friend, is our best of category. Yay! Best. Very nice. What was the worst of? What what? What did you want to? Chances are there's at least one thing that I've mentioned that you've turned into a worst, but we'll just find out. What did you think belongs in the superlatives for worst? Actually, we have zero overlap. So this is not going to be like the Bolero incident of... It's not. Okay, great. (laughs) (laughs) Although I may create more instances, we, we may see. So I think we agree on some of this. Um, worst character construction. Greg, yeah. like, who is he? <laughs> How old is he? Where did he come from? It, does he go to the school? What? <laughs> um, yeah. Then we've got uh, oh, we're a worst fight between podcasters. It is not a peppermint. It was. It was a peppermint the whole time. It was a peppermint, okay? Yep, yep. That that one's going to stay with us. One of our top two fights ever. (laughs) Given to you right on the podcast. So then we've got Worst Kiss. Yeah. And it's not what you're thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking. Which one did you think it was? I mean, I did go on for a while about Julian Knoll, but yeah. that's not it. That's mm-hmm. not it. It go this this uh, award, I guess, goes to David and Felicity for the kiss after the phrase. So give me mono. Okay. okay. You didn't like Gross. that. I saw that you were not into it. Gross, David. You're okay. you're the worst. <sighs> um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have mm-hmm. we have a couple honorable mentions in this next category. So uh, this category is worst stalker, and it is actually a four way tie. Right, I know. Wow, it is Richard and Sean and the Union camera operator and Union boom mic holder. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that yeah. was very creative. Yes. Uh, they <laughs> they were not good at stalking, and uh-huh. uh, they had to run away. Um, 
there was a lot of stalking going on. So we have honorable mentions of Dr. Porter stalking his uh, daughter, uh, Ben stalking Felicity, uh, and Megan weirdly stalking Greg in like very patriotic and political accessories. Yeah. 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 There's a lot of stalking going on. It's it's kind of whew, what a relief when they stopped having Edward Porter scenes there for a little, a little while because I was just like I can't I can't with him anymore I need to breathe. <laughs> I agree, yeah, but he definitely he definitely brought out some emotion mm-hmm. um, between the stalking and the like his apartment and then him like telling her off about going to the pool and getting caught. It's like legless man legless man trying to stand um yeah boo Mm -hmm. dr porter Mm -hmm. um so then we've got worst song it's the unnamed felicity theme music from episode 13 you know what i'm talking about that we hate it we both hate it. We're not into it. it. It can be piano. It can be guitar. It doesn't matter. Yep. It's terrible. You use it too many times the first time and you ruin it for life. Yeah. Not good. Now, since we did have a little switch up between Optimist and Cynic for one episode, I am going to give you a best superlative which is best Twilight Zone themed episode. It's help for the Lovelorn. Oh my gosh. It also wins for best black and white episode, best episode directed by Lamont Johnson, best bottle episode, and for me, best shirtless Noel episode. Okay. Yeah, you can't really argue with any of those, can you? Other than the fact that I gave it, I mean, best, who's to say? It, it it is the only the best Twilight themed black and white episode directed by Lamont Johnson. Even if one of us might have rated it at a 0. 0.5 out of ten, <laughs> and 0. 0.25 of that was only because it wasn't it didn't deign to be a musical. Yeah, and was the other 0. 0.25 because it didn't have a Dear Sally tape? No, I I just sort of gave it. 0.25 of credit for assuming that whatever they were trying to do is not okay. <laughs> but only 0.25, okay? <laughs> yeah. Um, so that that brings me to the end of my superlatives. Wow. That was really special. I think that was great. We we really had no overlap and yet we both mentioned things that the other clearly disagreed with. Mm-hmm. Quite a lot. Yeah, that's okay. That's the triggering nature of <laughs> our season recap shows. That's cool. Well, you know, Fish, we went on a journey with ratings. We did. This season. And it was a little bit more of a straightforward journey than the last time we tried to do this. So guess what, guys? We're not going to do a lot of math today on live on the podcast. But um, I did. we did have a couple different ways of calculating this because um, there's the, like, what if you drop the high and low and what if you don't? Mm. And it's not that that was 
a super huge difference, but it was a little bit of a difference. So, okay. So now your averages are maybe going to be the hardest here in terms of knowing how would we compare it up against season one exactly? I only have your combined average for season one, which by the way, was 7.585 out of 10 for season one episodes. 7.585. Now season two. Wait, you went to the hundredth? I did. <laughs> wow. It's Although dedication. I didn't go that far with this time. So let's say, let's, okay. So let me, 7.59 is what it'll come down to for season one. So how did season two stack up? Well, as you all know, Fish's ratings are in gloves. Mm-hmm. If you don't drop the high and low, if you keep it as it was with all warts and all, we had 7.63 out of 10. Hmm. If we do drop the high low, it was 7.78 out of 10. So both of those ratings go up over season one. Yeah. Um, by a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now for me. Okay. So season one, I am able to do a dropping the high and low version because I didn't have any sliding scales or anything <laughs> bananas like that. Um, okay, so season one, without dropping the high and low, and 7.79 out of 10. Season two, 7.59 out of 10. So it went down a little bit. But if you drop the high and low, for me, season one, 7.82 out of 10. Versus for season two, 7.82 out oh of 10 goodness. matched exactly wow. right folks. And honestly, that 0.5 did not help. But <laughs> what, so what were my ratings, you might ask? Okay, so we've got the 7.82 out of 10. What's you may yeah, want to know? I'd well, love to know. It was 7.82 out of 10 cheerleading twins. High voltage looks, Norwegian landscape classes, <laughs> stinky girl poems, mm-hmm. sub basements of pathetic, <laughs> non eyelash moments, <laughs> fruitless Danish. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pulled patellas, hmm. thrown highlighters, mm-hmm. cool break ins. Elena's running in place. (laughs) (laughs) Cupid dolls. Taco Bell songs. Layers of wallpaper. Ginkgo (laughs) Bilbloblas. Flying beer cans. Boom mics. Captains of ship. (laughs) Rhinebeck (laughs) B&Bs. Swings. (laughs) <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep and and it was the small mailroom swing it was oh it was not god. the giant son of a bitch swings oh my god okay three more film canisters cafes day sluts yes. and wicked camps yay oh that was a successful successful rating uh i'm really liking this rating them in different ones because i feel like this really took me on a journey 
<laughs> Going back to some of these, I mean, some of them were really small moments, but like stinky girl poems. I know. That was way out of my brain. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it all comes right back. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Those cheerleading twins. Could you imagine if we had a whole season with them? Uh, I could. I wouldn't enjoy it. No. No. Swains. That just cracks me up every time. <laughs> Swains. Um uh yeah i mean overall i would say there was that lull in this in this season uh-huh. but you take that out and i mean on average yeah i think i i personally really liked the rest of the episodes even more than season 1 I, mean, I think if you look at, let's say, I don't know, like the last, should we say like 10, 11 episodes, I mean, and the your average year. goes into the it, like 8.13 if we look at like episode 13 and beyond. Mm-hmm. And then mine, 8.27. I mean, the, the later this season goes, the more it picks up steam, I would say. Absolutely. So, uh, and it makes up for the rest of it, apparently. Yes. So, this is very solid. It'll be interesting to see what we think of seasons three and four, because I will say uh, that when I think about the whole show, seasons one or and two are my the ones that I look forward to the most. So, if I had to guess. I think those are going to be my strongest ratings, but we'll find out because who knows? Sometimes I've got surprise tens that come out of nowhere. (laughs) We'll never have a 0.5 for me again. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, Fish, we are adding in a question here based on a listener request. Um, So, for you, I think you wanted to add in the what are you wearing question. Yeah, it's just basically a breakdown of um, outfits, makeup, hair, accessories, trends, all that kind of stuff that we saw that uh, that we want to call out. Also, I went through the whole season here and just sort of kind of flipped through um, and sort of looked at what people were wearing and while doing that this is completely unrelated i found the ben's door to his room has a frosted window oh so there may be only that one tiny bathroom oh my gosh right he could have been in his i think he was probably in his room when he shoved his face up against the frosted. Wow. Okay. Well, there you have it. Right. I know. That's an interesting tidbit. Well done. Good sleuth work. Yeah. I was like, huh. way to be a gumshoe. <laughs> and all the other Carmen San Diego expressions. Uh, that was a great show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Bonus. So, you know, we've had some surprise, um, you know, placement of people that we figured out like Nolina's apartment for the beer fight and and now this so yeah 
All right, so let's get into it. All of the things that Melissa didn't notice. So, nope, she will know none of them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Remember that thing they were wearing that? Nope. Nope. This would be a very boring segment if I were answering this question. <laughs> so we've got trends from the season, right? Uh, so chokers are back. I mean, it's the 90s. They're amazing. Everyone's wearing them. Um, now, I made a huge deal about button-down shirts later on in the season. Uh, going back, they were there the whole time. I mean, <laughs> that... <laughs> that discount sale happened really early okay. and everyone wore button down shirts the whole season and oh well <laughs> um but the trend which is a little weird is the guys would often wear them without undershirts and unbutton just enough to show off some chest hair i don't remember this being a 90s thing but it is definitely a felicity season two thing Okay. It's like, you know, the like, I don't know, Greek Isles type. Yeah, it's something. Um, got a lot of flannel and checkered kind of open over shirts. You know, we okay. all remember those, except Melissa, um, and had them, except Melissa. Uh, spiky hair, lots of product. This is the season of midriffs. Yes, they are everywhere. <laughs> Belly buttons. They've arrived. Um, <laughs> so pigtails uh, or like two buns. Yep, another thing. So many jeans. We've got baggy jeans. We have jean jackets. We have button-down jean shirts that many people wear. Jeans with the bottoms rolled up. Mom jeans. Thank you, Carrie Russell, for wearing so many pairs of mom jeans. Um, a shout out to cargo pants and shorts. Every character has at least one leather jacket, if not more. And they're in a Including lot. All? Yes, hmm. all of them. Hmm, and uh, they're all like the guys pretty much have black. Um, just like looking through them, it's weird because you'll see, for example, with the button down jean shirt, like Noel wears it, but then later you see Sean wearing one and it's like, um, so yeah, all, all, all of the characters, I, I looked at all of them have leather jackets and especially the women have multiple leather jackets in kind of bright colors. So, you know, the call out was to Felicity's red leather jacket, which shows up first in crash when she's talking to Noel and Elena who are playing crash. Um, and it just keeps showing up and it's awesome and it's amazing. And I love it. Um, but there are, there are a lot more. I mean, Ruby's got two or three and uh, Julie's got them. And I mean, Elena's got, I mean, everyone has them. So uh, wow. last sort of call out is variations on hoodies. Uh, Felicity's the only one who actually wears a hoodie, but um lots of you know like uh, sleeveless hoodies on people sort of the sporty look um you know just shirts that shouldn't have hoods that just have them um i do remember this as a as a thing and it's it's there um 
for this season, you know, season one, the color was purple. Season two, the color is red. Felicity is in red for in red either top or bottom, mostly top, for I think every episode. She wears either something that is solid red or has red in it. So it's uh, that's the color of the season for Felicity. Now we will get into some categories. Best dressed, Elena. She's just, she's got these beautiful flowing peasant tops, loose uh, shirts with prints, a lot of floral, paisley, tiger, leopard print um, with a solid pant. Uh, and then we've got sort of the most consistent, you know, best dress. I mean, it doesn't really take a lot of um, risk, but Ruby, I mean, she pretty much shows up every time with a solid fitted sweater or a matching cardigan shirt combo, and she always looks really beautiful. So, you know, hey, claps, claps for Ruby. Yeah. Worst dressed, Julie. Um, go back to documentary two and, and look for Leprechaun Julie in the, what looks like crocheted emerald green hat, emerald green shirt, emerald green choker, emerald green earrings, just, she's, wow. And the mismatched florals in the Aretha theory, uh, that was real, real rough. She wears a lot of tank tops with like weird embroidery or like just flowers stuck on them. She's got this like super ugly, like white sweater with what looks like balls of yarn and like pieces of yarn, just like, like sewn on it. Why? Um, I don't know. I, a lot of her stuff is like 3d and, and just prints that are not okay. Um, <laughs> So sorry, Julie, that just, mm -mm. Uh, best outfit, Felicity for the red dress in the list. But she is tied with, Elena wears this purple and white strapless dress in the biggest deal there is. Um, it's not in the wedding scene, but it's when she's shopping for the purple, um sort of sweater that she's going to wear to um to the wedding uh, they don't give it much airtime, but it is a gorgeous dress and then also because i really don't talk about the guys at all they pretty much all just wear button-down shirts or t-shirts the whole time i am going to give a special nod to sean's wwe shirt in the final answer just because that was really cool nice now we're going from best dressed Elena to worst outfit, which is also Elena. And this is why she's not the most consistent. Mm -hmm. um, that tube top with the baggy jean combo and the chain belt on her midriff and final answer was, it was rough. And it's the episode that Tracy's like, like, I want to have sex now. Like, God, but that tube top, oh, that tube top was gross. Um, stick with the Lord, my man. All right, then we've got best makeup. Megan, loving the bold eyes. 
love the like matching blood red lipstick and nails and the Aretha theory amazing I mean Megan is just fantastic worst makeup also Megan <laughs> sometimes it is just too much like gets too pale and it just it, it it's just not working out um so you know but best accessories clearly Megan She's got tons of crosses in this season. Her bra is showing. She's got amazing boots. She's got that silver purse in the Aretha theory. Uh, and a nod to, to Julie and Elena for their earrings. They've got really great earrings. Um, best hair is Elena, even with that half braid misstep at the end. It, it looks like I don't know. She had her hair braided at the beginning of the season. And for most of it, you've got the long braids and then you've got like those braids braided or like pulled back and it kind of like makes it look like she has a crown um, or and then a little bit later it becomes crimped or it's wavy and curly, but still braided at the top. She's got those great headbands, you know, special applause for the braided buns. they just did everything that was amazing. Um, so yay. Worst hair, um, four-way tie because it's the same haircut. Uh, Felicity, David, Greg, and Ben with product. Um, same, it's the same haircut. And uh, best, last one, best dressed minor character. Susan, she was so put together. I mean, not mentally, not in terms of, you know, yeah, but, but she looked good. She looked good. You were, you were very clear about that when, when I was initially complaining about her. <clears throat> yeah. 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 She, she was put me. together in all ways, except courtesy. Yep. Yeah. She may not, <laughs> may not have been the most polite, may not have been the most reliable, but but she was spot on with her wardrobe. Oh my goodness. So there you go. That is my breakdown of uh, what people were wearing. Fish, that was amazing. So first of all, somebody who's just like casually like, I'd love to hear Fish's breakdown of things people wore. I'm going to, I don't know, over under on this. I'm going to guess you spent 20 hours researching this. (laughs) That was incredible. Uh, Probably not 20 hours, but I did, I just went through the season, you know, just sort of clicking forward as I was editing um, some of our podcasts and it was just on mute. And I just got to like see with no context or, or audio, like, do I still feel the way I feel? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I do. Okay. Wow. Yeah. I was amazing fish. That was, that was some serious investigative journalism. Um, yeah. I love, but it. it's not our favorite segment. Well, because you know what it is, our favorite segment. After this you listen one. to this tape, you have to erase it, and Yay. and this is you know the one where we compile all kinds of feedback that we received across the season that didn't quite. We maybe got it just a little too late, or we or or it didn't quite fit when we were going to do it. And so this is a great place to put all kinds of things that you guys have been saying to us as the season has gone on. And I have, I, we've got a bunch and I have put them in number order for myself so that there's some sort of a logical flow. Um, <laughs> but we'll, we'll go through them. We're, we're going to cover some different topics here. And 
hey, this will be fun fish for you and I just to sort of let this really wash over us and get, get your feedback along the way too. Um, so we'll open up with something from at insta.mickey who says, you guys were talking about the drop in ratings in season two originally, and the haircut was not the only reason in my opinion, because you were right. The day changed from Wednesdays to Sundays, if I'm not mistaken. And let's be honest, the writing was not on point anymore. Benicity fans were mad. The art stuff is bleh, in my opinion. If there is a girl that could do drawing 10 and continue pre-med, it was Felicity Porter. I don't know. She went from being so excited with the chemistry professor to dropping the whole thing. So out of character for those episodes. I'm reminded how I felt years ago. Nowadays, I made peace with this. Yeah. I mean, we don't... I don't know. She starts volunteering at the health center and kind of drops the whole art thing for quite a while anyway um but we kind but of hasn't thought- actually like in season three she's still doing art we're gonna see her back in the art studio and you know we're seeing her at least at the end of this season we see her in our art history final mm-hmm. um so it's not gone but they sure did put it on the back burner and brought up the medical thing and like made her passionate about it again mm-hmm. which i don't know i don't know it was a little weird but i mean i think we noted this the same thing um as insta.mickey um yeah i yeah. i mean i definitely agree yeah yeah there are certain things that they were obviously tracking and there are certain things that they were like just trying to get the broad strokes of it all um but so another one that we have that's also kind of harkening back to earlier this season uh regarding felicity's breakup speech to ben in episode two the list um from at felicity.fans it's one of her best speeches she's so grounded in what she's saying even though it hurts it's the slap in the face that ben needed now fish at the time when we first were covering that, you were really stuck on the word coward. Yep. And you were like, wow, she was harsh. Um, um, no, no. I said she was accurate because that was exactly how I felt about him. I was like, you made Julie break up with you. Then you make Felicity break up with you. You are a coward. Mm. And, I, and it feels to me, and and this is probably something that I was saying when we were first covering it, but now that Fish, you've seen this whole season, it feels to me like her words really stayed with Ben, even in the moments he was with Maggie and not really talking about it. Um, it feels like what we see from him in the latter half of the season is fueled by some of these words that she left with him. I agree. Yeah, it does seem like something that he, he, like, weighed on him, and he actually overcame during this season. And it was interesting to see the flip to, you know, him being afraid of a serious relationship and confrontation and her being all in to him having hurt her 
And then she's afraid and he's not, and he's calling her out for being scared to her realization mid brushing of teeth with Megan of, oh yeah, it is me. I am afraid. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's what's happening. Um, to them both kind of getting on the same page. So, you know, I like, and I mean, I get the name of Aretha theory, right? I mean, the whole point of that episode is her going, oh yeah, I am afraid, but I will survive. Mm -hmm. Like he's done it to me before and he's worth the pain. So yeah, bring it on. Yeah. Round two. Well, let's get a little more into the Ben and then the Noel of it all. Uh, we have just a little bit more on Ben here. We've we've covered some ground with Allison Atwater when we hit, you know, some of the later episodes this season. But the, this is sort of a comparison with Noel versus Ben that she's sharing with us. So Allison says, in season two, Noel continues to lash out at Felicity in really cruel ways, saying horrible things about her haircut, etc. Ben never disrespects her in that way, no matter how angry he gets at her. Please note that. I do note that. And I think that comes from a deep place of insecurity um, on Noel's part. And also the fact that he does have a sharp tongue. Um, and I guess my, my big problem with Ben is like, he just can't like, you know, there are parts of things that the things that he does that he lashes out with are really impulsive and he doesn't seem to have any control over it. Like when Noel says something, I feel like he's been thinking about it and working on it and making it particularly cruel. And that's not great. It's not a great, you know, uh, characteristic to have, but what he does have is self-control and, and Ben doesn't have that. He turns around and he'll punch someone or he'll run to Richard and do something and he'll regret it later. And I'll have to apologize for it, but I am, at least me personally, I would rather go with someone who has control over themselves, even if they're being a dick about it, than someone who can't control themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, let's get into some more Noel appreciation then, shall we? Because this is a simple comment, but one that I want to li- shine a bright light on. At smallville.aesthetic, says Chess, I really liked Noel and his development through the whole show. Wish I had dated someone like him in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I haven't seen seasons. Well, I have, but I don't remember seasons three and four. Um, I would have thought this before before watching seasons one and two. Now I'm kind of like, whew, dodged a bullet there. Um, He's got a bit of a journey coming up here in season three. (laughs) Not gonna lie. Um, Yeah. 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 What about you, Melissa? Any 
I mean, do you wish you had dated a Ben? necessarily um i don't know if either of them are the person i well if i think if i think about it as people that i'd want to date now um i think i need some humor i think i need some they're both funny in the comedic timing it's a tv show of it all but i think mm -hmm. if you're at felicity being with them um i think it's also serious with both of them in some ways so i well, uh, she and ben have the the scenes later on where they're just in bed laughing i don't know what he's saying they do but it gets really heavy with them like oh. it it's i don't know um there's a lot of really heavy stuff and so it's like and and honestly things are heavy with noel too um hmm. So it's the show. I wonder, I wonder if we're just going to find that the show gets darker. Um, and see three will probably like, um, knowing me, <laughs> but mm -hmm. the thing is I kind of did date a Ben in college and, uh, had some impulse control issues. Mm -hmm. You know who I'm talking about mm -hmm. guy who punches walls. Um, yeah. Yeah. But very sweet and very like um smart and taught. Um, but like yeah, impulse control issues. They're an yeah. issue. Well, we appreciate the vibe at smallville.aesthetic. And now we've got some more no love here, and we're pulling in a whole bunch from Galena's email, Galena Drew's email. Um, because gosh, Galena, you sent this in just as we were sort of heading out of Noel stuff. And so I was like, I'm saving it for the season recap. I was vowing to myself and you didn't know that, but here we're going to commit minutes to your words here. Okay. So Galena says, I will try to articulate why even after 20 years, I'm staunchly team Noel. And I feel now is the perfect moment to do so because some of my favorite Felicity and Noel moments happen in season two. I will preface this all by saying, of course, Noel is not without his faults. And with a 2022 lens, Noel's nice guy vibes do come across a little differently to what I think the writers intended in the late 90s. I also think that the dichotomy that the writers and creators were creating between Ben and Noel characters, the good guy versus bad boy, is not as clear cut as in other TV shows, think Dawson versus Pacey, Dean versus Jess, etc. The reality is these characters are a lot more nuanced and a lot less archetypal than other WB show love triangle interests. So why Noel? I look at Felicity and Noel and I see the easy rapport they share, the love of art and culture, the ability to think deeply about life. I personally love their season one epic kisses during Boggle and before Thanksgiving. I think Felicity says it really well when she said that Julie and her were never the friends that Noel and her were, which I think is completely accurate. Her friendship with Noel was the foundation for their season one relationship, and it is steadfast throughout her college life. I guess the way I see their connection is Felicity and Noel are similar in relative geekdom, awkwardness, seriousness, idealism, and drive. They have a way of being able to collaborate and really listen to each other and help each other see the best in the other person. 
they really care for one another. Knowing what I know about the rest of the season, I kind of wish that in portraits, Felicity and Noel got together and gave it a real shot. Instead of dating Greg, yuck, Felicity could have had a real thing with Noel, making Bed's subsequent pursuit of her even more characteristic and ultimately romantic. I think that Ben could still have been Felicity's support during her dad's stay in New York. They could still have been caught at the pool and been made to go to Dr. Pavone, arguably the greatest guest star. (laughs) This would have created tension with Noel and Ruby, with Noel and Ruby could still have had a pregnancy that Noel throughout thought was his, which would have made things hard as well. I really think Noel would have chosen Felicity based on everything we know. But now he chose both Hannah and then Ruby over her. So I don't know what to think. I think the writers were closing out this potential love story in the first half of the season to make room for Ben and Felicity to grow closer in the second half. Thank you, Kalina. Yeah, I mean, I definitely agree. Although I would substitute Greg for David. Like they could have had a relationship because we've all, you know, except when we want to say that he's boring or that we don't <laughs> like him, we all just forget about David. Um, I feel like that could have been Noel mm-hmm. during that whole period of time. Um, I like that she goes to portraits and then just ignores the whole next relationship because likely she's forgotten that there was a David. <laughs> uh, and goes directly to Greg. They're so good to been at Greg and and everything else. So, um, yeah, I think that would have been a great idea. And I don't know. I, similar to the way I want to see uh, Felicity be with Ben, I, I do want to see Felicity be with Noel. And I don't know if this happens. I hope it happens. But I feel like Noel needs self-confidence. And once he gets to a place of self-confidence, then I'd like to see a relationship between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let it be written. Um, I mean, look, we love treatises. Sometimes we love treaties also. Yeah. Um, sometimes we can't say the word. <laughs> um, always um, I can't say the word. We love all fab all feedback but thank you galena for sharing that with us and being so patient as i chose not to talk about it for so long <laughs> there we go we we hit it the season recap and now you're you're brilliant you're genius everybody's going to be applauding you in the streets it's going to be awesome <laughs> no we needed this we needed the like balanced you know and and i agree with her on the like i don't know it, it Ben still has not come across as the uber genius, right? Hmm. We're, we're still waiting for that. So it's right out there. It's right out front with Noel. You know, they do think about things. They do, you know, um, have a lot in common. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So true. But, you know, the, as, as, the, as our conversation has meandered, we've kind of wandered into the next couple of uh, pieces of feedback. That are that have a link. Uh, so from at Jekka Zip, I can't stand Greg, but he is better than David. 
He also has Felicity's haircut. What is with her dating men with the same hair as her? Mm -hmm. Yep, we pointed this out. It's the worst haircut and everyone has it. Yeah. Okay. All right, there's that. And then uh, at Colleen.Tenvis just wants to usher Greg out the door here. So she says... (laughs) I hadn't remembered the flat out quid pro quo nature of the health center pay job for Felicity. Man, that really doesn't age well. Greg, please exit stage right. <laughs> Colleen, he has. He has exited stage right. He is out. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there we go. Colleen with the giant hook has removed him from the stage. Thank you. <laughs> we appreciate you. Yeah. I think, you know, it is interesting with him. I think, um, Obviously, Fish, you and I had a lot of a lot of words to say about that episode. I still sort of maintain that like that's really not where the writers were. They had other points to make altogether and they were never going to develop any of the things that you were seeing in that episode. So it was kind of unfortunate to watch it in 2022 and to get stuck on it, knowing like they're not actually going to even the things Felicity felt so adamant, adamant about, like she stopped being adamant about them immediately. So it's, um, it's so tricky, but I think what really struck me in this rewatch more than, more than it ever has is what you were saying earlier about, they just didn't have an agreement on who Greg was (laughs) like the back, his backstory was just a a little bit less plausible in each (laughs) episode because they, he was just sort of everything to everyone. It was like, he it, it was like the the painter's palette and that all the colors were there and every every writer who was like leading an episode was choosing different colors to paint with and it didn't all work together but um i guess the big picture of what they wanted to do with him they achieved but he is really the least consistent character i think we've seen in the show yeah yeah there's some holes in his backstory um i don't know they may have been filled with cocaine we don't we don't know it's hard we don't know how old he is we don't know whether he's a grad student or an undergrad student running for president or like has already graduated um you know we don't know we don't know what his future looks like i mean it won't have felicity in it so it's probably gonna like be gone an upswing yeah. given where we left off but uh yeah uh he certainly does does rile up ben which is hilarious um but he is not treated well he is he is a character that is not treated well no. um and so i don't have any hatred for him i think it's i think it's what galena said like the writers i don't i don't think their intention was for it to come off as like a me too issue mm-hmm. and it just didn't age well yeah you know? i i want to challenge all everyone who's listening i want to challenge you to specifically talk about why you don't like greg um because we consistently get i hate greg hatred hatred of greg i hate greg so much (laughs) yuck uh we get that we get it right but i'm really curious if the reason we hate greg is that he we were designed to hate him because we wanted ben and felicity and that he was the obvious foil or 
is it Greg? Like, you know, like I love some more tangible feedback because I definitely hear you're overwhelming. Don't like him, but um, I'm so curious why. And I'm wondering if it's because, because we just don't like him or if because the writers did their job and they were trying to make him the thing that Ben has to get through. Um, yeah. I just, I don't know. I mean, he doesn't make a great first impression. Mm. Let's admit um so between the whole he's a pompous ass in the first like one and a half episodes we see him in and the me too thing i i can see it but he's he's very different later on you know but he also has even in those episodes he has a lot of moments where the um where the window opens and he makes a genuine apology or he, you know, like, I think if I think about a show, for example, and I'm sure there are a lot of people who've watched this show that are listening to this podcast as well. But when I think about a show, for example, like Gilmore Girls, you think about Emily, you think Lorelai's mom, and she's so hard. She's so hard. And they only give you moments, glimmers of a vulnerable side of her. And then it's gone again, as soon as you saw it. And yet we're still kind of there with it, you know, like with Greg, they actually, I feel like they had a lot of moments of him being like, like Felicity standing up to him about something and then him being like, you know what, you're right. Here's what was happening for me. And he contextualizes it a lot, um, even in those early episodes. So it's like, wow, there's, there's, um, like an intensity to the way we feel about him as a character. But I want, I do wonder like if our conversations about this have flushed it out at all anymore for anybody listening. Um, because I think I thought I was going to like Greg less too. Um, and I even was cautioning you fish about, I was like, Oh, wait till yeah. you see this episode. And then I got there. I was like, what, the, what was wrong with like, what am I talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Ben was definitely the bad guy in that episode, not Greg. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. So I don't know. Maybe this, uh, these conversations that we've had so much more in depth have brought new things to light. Who's to say? I don't know. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't have minded seeing like a Greg spinoff show. Like he's actually a really interesting character to me. Um, I think we don't, I don't know. We don't like him because yeah, we, we want to get to Felicity and Ben, right? We do, but he himself, I don't know. He's, he's interesting. I mean, they'd have to explain all the things. Maybe <laughs> they can probably get, take a whole show. To maybe the spinoff it. can be set at the health center and his sidekick is Doug. For the whole thing. Oh, no. And it's like the worst possible pairing. Always. And uh, Doug's always getting on his last nerve. But then at the last minute, he'll get something right. I'm getting like slight succession vibes here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a tale as old as time. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, how about we switch to something a little lighter? Just, just a comment, really. Because we need a little Javier conversation here. So uh, at La Doggett says... I love it when Javier would say, so-and-so has a crunch on me. <laughs> we got crunched quite a lot here in this season. 
I think we got it twice. Okay. Twice being a lot for me. <laughs> uh, notable though. Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, no, he's, oh yeah, it's just adorable. He's just adorable. Mm-hmm. Not the okay. most sanitary, but adorable. And I'm just scrolling through because I think we have one more batch. Of, no, I, I lied. One more batch of things and then one final comment. Um, we recently posed a question on Instagram that unearthed a heap of hatred about Julie. Um, so <laughs> I I did not know that I was about to turn like it was it, it was like in those movies where somebody like reaches into a hole they think they're getting money and there's like grubs all over it um <laughs> wait did you say reaches into a hole like it's like a they tree stump or something like or, or like a yeah why would there be money in a tree <laughs> this happened in like at least three different tv shows <laughs> so I was skipping in my head to those scenes and uh, I appreciate that you called me out on that fish because if you don't know what I'm talking about, go watch like Lost or 13 Reasons uh, Why. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she was talking about when she didn't explain herself at all. Okay. Um, so I asked a question about Julian Null and here's all the stuff that I got. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, fish. At Queen Shalana 75. Very sloppy writing. I felt the Julie character ran her course, so they just threw things at her. Her and Noel had zero chemistry, and I think she really low-key had a chemistry with Sean, but she friend-zoned him, which was fine, because Sean and Megan rocked. Yeah. I mean, literally by the end of this, we're physically taking her apart. Like, we're removing organs, potentially. Mm-hmm. So I think the show may be done with her. <laughs> it's, it's pretty close. Um, <laughs> at Ruby and Simba 13 has a slightly more scathing comment here. Um, I have always thought Julie was a snake. So the fact that she goes after Noel, knowing Ruby still loves him, is just par for the course regarding Julie. She also leads Sean on only to break his heart later with Noel. I mean... What kind of friend would pursue a guy she knows her best friend followed to college across the country? A snake. And then she put a little emoji of a snake. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Julie was called out as the worst for that episode for a reason. Uh Um, She was the worst. And I agree. Uh, I, I, I didn't agree in season one, you know, but yeah, yeah. She, she was the worst in that episode. Well, some people do think this goes back to season one. So at Angie Coder Kelly says, what about no, Julie Noel? She says, it was just filler. No chemistry. Julie was a frenemy from the beginning, in my opinion. I never thought of her that way. So this yeah. intrigued me. Me too. Um, like when I think of a frenemy... Man, I am trying to think. With this label put to it. Yeah. If you really start looking through the beats of Julie and Felicity's friendship, it's like, well, okay. I see how you're getting there. But also, I didn't think of her as a friend of me before. 
I think maybe she became more so over time. Because I feel like at the start, they had some nice conversations. They met each other, you know, early on. They were both, you know, Julie was talking about her mom and why she came to New York. Felicity was talking about how she stalked Ben and held his blood. Um, they had some, you know, some nice stuff going on. But then boys. Um, and it's, you know, it, it, it got pretty tricky. Um and yeah, I can see, I mean, with the singing the song about her and it wasn't just that they like had a fight. I don't know that they ever really recovered from that. And then there was like leftover resentment from like Julie getting in there first with Ben. I, so I, I kind of see it. I mm-hmm. do. I feel like Elena plays a stabilizing role um also because a lot of the time her advice is like go have sex with someone and julie's is a little bit more moderated mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah but like between the three of them i would say like elena's the better friend yeah there's a balance that needs to happen there i think it's an interesting it's interesting to think about her in that context. So I'm going to go into season three with that in my head. Frenemy. Yes right. or no. Um, okay. We've got one more from at Insta.Mickey, which started with the Julian Noel thing, but I think had a really interesting point that's more general also in there. So Insta.Mickey says, I was never a Julie fan, neither a huge Noel fan. So it was an interesting pairing. Ultimately, it was worth the beat powder kissing, the letting go, the, the letting Sean go future scene. In my opinion, the writers always had difficulties developing characters without getting them a romantic interest. Elaine is an example. Julie is a big example. Noel had to be always in the middle of Ben and Felicity. Megan getting, uh, Megan got Sean and vice versa. You know what I mean? It was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, writing single characters wasn't their intention, right? It's not their demographic of like a teen show. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just not what was on TV. It was Dawson's Creek and it was, you know, that's, it was like, I guess Buffy would have been an example where like she wasn't in a relationship for large parts of the show, but she always had like a romantic interest, like Angel was around, um, and then she like had other romantic interests and plus, you know, all of the killing and staking of vampires, mm-hmm. uh, that took up a lot, a lot of time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of a show like a 90 show where someone in the, you know, for this group, mm-hmm. for this audience. But when you think for Julie in particular, when you think about what they had set up for her, she potentially had the whole world of music that they had opened up in season one. And then they pretty much closed it out again with Eric. And so I think they like decided to abandon a whole world of storylines for basically nothing. 
like they didn't really give her anything to replace that with even like they they give her this like making googly eyes at Noel <laughs> but but what was that really like what was the meat to it and it's pretty much done now so it's like what was that and they had that whole world and then even with Elena they they had her just kind of doing nothing for so much of the start of season two up until she meets Tracy meanwhile you and I came up with a perfectly acceptable Mm -hmm. way to fill that story time and like have it be really interesting with her interviewing possible lab partners yep I mean I don't know like they have they have interests these other characters and there is always a potential to explore that world and meet new people who have shared interests they just didn't really I mean just didn't do it the thing is for every second of screen time that Julie's doing something, something else isn't happening. Yeah. So it's like, sure, we could have gotten rid of David completely, uh, but the suggestion is maybe Noel should have been in there, right? Mm -hmm. um, like every time you're cutting, it's like, what exactly would we cut to give, to give them more storyline? And then is it worth it for this audience if they don't have a romantic interest yeah. if it's just them mm -hmm. i mean i think i think shows like this don't do very well on like the bechdel test like mm -hmm. it's pretty much about relationships yeah 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 makes sense okay we've got one more comment to close this out okay. for season two and this awesome. is from Heather O'Brien. Yay. Thank you for all you do for the Felicity community. It's a show that has stayed with me for so many years, laughs and tears alike. You both noticed the most interesting details about the show, from the blue bike helmets to the flipped hair of the most of the recent potential roomie at the loft. Thanks for making me smile. Aw, thank you for listening. Thank you for writing in. We love all you guys so much. Yeah, we appreciate all of you. Look how much feedback we didn't even get to during the season. I mean, shame on me. Um, but if you have more things you want to say, we'll log those for the next season. <laughs> yeah. um, well, and what we'll say is, I mean, look, it's February by now, but we're going to continue to post these. Uh, for us, it's December. Um, and you know, there'll, there'll probably be a number of comments uh, over the next two months. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah, so loosely, we've described what the plan is from here. But, um, you know, we we plan to take a couple weeks off. But if we start gathering feedback um, in between, we may before we start with season three insert another feedback show if it warrants it and if it doesn't we'll roll into season three so stick with us keep watching it's crazy uh <laughs> we're just rolling with it because guys we're so far ahead right now in terms of our recording because of scheduling conflicts that it's um we don't want to we don't want to lose the opportunity to share your voice because this podcast is a legacy for us all for all current and future felicity fans exactly so if you're wondering how you can share feedback let me tell you. Let me tell you now. You can write to us at themelissafish at gmail.com. That's Melissa with one L, two S's, themelissafish at gmail.com. 
can also find us at Felicity Podcast on Instagram. That's where we tend to ask a lot of questions. Lots of cool people writing in with their responses. Good conversations happening. Join us. If you'd like to know, if you don't want to have to guess when the next podcast is going to come out, because frankly, we're making you guess. So if you don't want to have to guess anymore, sign up for our newsletter list. We drop a newsletter whenever the podcast drops. So you can sign up for that. If you go into your show notes, wherever you're listening to this podcast, and then you check the link for the sign up for the newsletter, just sign up there and then you'll find out. And while you're there, if you can rate or review this podcast, wherever you're listening to it, that's a good step too, because it just helps more people discover this podcast and the conversations that are happening in our community. So those are all some things you can do. Now, Fish, we are heading into season three. We are. In what? two months. In sometime in 2023. Uh <laughs> So in all those many weeks between then and now for us, um, what do you think is ahead for season three? Yes. So similar to last time, uh, I'm going to do 10 predictions. But first, I'm going to read my predictions from last time and see how many of them actually came true. So the first prediction was, At the start of the next school year, nothing will be resolved between Ben, Noel, and Felicity. Felicity will go on the road trip with Ben. One of the two of them will fuck it up, and they will not be together when school starts. Noel will come back just as thirsty as ever. That was really close. Some some minor beats that I would argue with, but boy, that was close. I mean, they were together for the first episode and a half. half. (laughs) (laughs) And and all was really angry. Yeah. 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 Second one, Elena will KO McGrath. She'll get hurt. McGrath gets fired and Elena punches him in the face. If it did happen, it happened off scene. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we're we're like at 0.5 out of two right now. Okay. Uh, Richard and Noel end up as roommates. Sadly, no. Uh-uh. Didn't happen. Would have been fun, though. Where did Richard live? Let's face it, he probably slept over at Noel and Elena's apartment. <laughs> and eventually the loft, mm-hmm. as he's now become best friends with Sean. Mm-hmm. Four, Julie gets cancer, but uses the power of magic to get through it. Mm, and then I remember you wanting to not predict that anymore after you predicted it, but you still predicted it. I did. And it didn't happen. No. So yay. But I guess her dad has cancer or whatever. So I get half a point for that. <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. Different story. You're <laughs> mm-hmm. still at point five. Yeah. Uh Felicity continues not to choose between art and medicine but it's going to stress her out hmm felicity has, seems has chosen but the show has opted to <laughs> ignore it yeah no 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 uh at some point felicity and ben start dating but they break up before the season finale Javier treats it as his own personal soap opera. 
I feel like that's accurate. They broke up season uh, episode two, and they eventually get back together. But your your prediction happens. Okay, one point five. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sean hooks an investor for one of his ideas, but it flops. Oh, that's going to be the independent film channel, maybe. But does it flop? Did it flop? No. Well, everything else flopped, right? Smoothies. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, he certainly tried for several investors. It kind of went away. Didn't we say it was in like, you know, production or something? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Feels like that didn't really pan out the way he wanted it to. I don't know. Mm. That's a maybe. Okay. Megan is a better RA than Felicity. Mm. Felicity gives freshmen a lot of bad advice, often pastel on from Noel. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say neither of them are RAs anymore by the end of the season. <laughs> so I feel like I don't know if that bears out. We also have the situation where Megan planned a whole Thanksgiving dinner and then didn't execute it for the advisees. That's true. And she's the one who just put gum on the pipe. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't feel like that one panned out either. Mm -hmm. As an RA, Felicity has to deal with a love triangle among her freshman group, similar to her, Ben, and Noel. It will be a moment for reflection, but ultimately she will learn nothing from it. Okay. Now, That's can we just... count the Ruby Felicity Noel <laughs> love triangle? Uh, I mean, it involves one of her freshmen, mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. And she does learn nothing from it, given that she kisses Noel on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, Felicity. And 10, we continue to be adorable. Nailed it. <laughs> So I got like, I don't know, like a three out of 10, maybe comfortably three out of 10 for sure. All right. So we're going to see if we can do better for this year. Okay. Here we go. And I'm going to be as noncommittal as possible. Awesome. Noncommittal. Number one, co-presidents Richard Code and Carol Manning will ban all chalking on campus after students take to the sidewalks to aggressively and colorfully demand their free pizza on Fridays. Also, no one will ever get free pizza. Okay. Two, Ben will become a kid's basketball coach. Felicity will find it super sexy and I will stick a fork in my eye. Okay. Three, we will continue to hear the unnamed Felicity theme music from episode 13 and will continue to hate it every time. (laughs) <laughs> you're not going to sing it four ben and felicity will break up at least twice so let's see how that works out <laughs> five noah will will grow far too much facial hair and start referring to himself in the third person as leon his friends will have him committed <laughs> That was very specific and mostly accurate. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, but not entirely. Know, I, did, I did have some, you know, some things have been spoiled for me. So, you mm-hmm. know, that's that's going to come out in my predictions. Mm-hmm. All right. Number six. Assless chaps will go up for me like <laughs> a notch. Okay. 
Yeah. I can't remember if that happens in season three or season four. Okay. Okay. We'll see. All right. Seven. While giving a kidney to her father, Julie will die. Oof. Yeah. Nothing's ever good for Julie in this show. (laughs) (laughs) Even your imagination doesn't make the world a better place for Julie. No, no, it doesn't. Number eight, Felicity will finally paint something. I mean, so far we've seen some drawing, sort of, kind of. Uh, We saw some hands, we saw some portraits, but we're looking for paint, Felicity. I'd I'd like you to paint something. Uh, Nine. Tracy and Elena will take a tantric sex course. Their ongoing competition pushes Tracy to finish first every time, which ultimately leads to the downfall of their relationship. Oh, my. And 10, we will continue to be adorable. Oh, my gosh. That's surefire. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Okay. Well, listeners, you and I know how many of those will come true. (laughs) (laughs) and fish will have a whole season to learn that's true and then we can see if i do better than three out of ten i mean that's pretty good i did have some some spoilers so i feel like i feel like i've got a shot at it Mm -hmm. okay okay well (laughs) you got a little too specific with some of them though (laughs) because you kind of trapped yourself but that's okay that's all right you will see how it all unfolds and it'll it'll be fun for all of us whenever it is that we start podcasting again (laughs) it'll be a good time so anything else we forgot to mention from this season recap fish Mm, i don't think so yeah set all of our forward plans Uh i knew last time we gave kind of a like a what's what I'm looking for a challenge to to the listeners um good and we can issue the same challenge if you all would like I mean if you're looking to rate or review the episode I think it would be fun if you did it like in the style or voice of one of your favorite characters or with as many Felicity inside jokes as possible either either one would make for a very fun review to let the real Felicity fans out there know what's up you know that this is a this is a group of people who knows their Felicity yeah and I think you know also for anyone who's interested just a little challenge like if you're more artistic then maybe a a piece of of Felicity fan art or you know maybe of something kind of smaller and niche or you know, whatever's inspired you or you know if you're more of a writer you know some fan fiction just like a little paragraph or or whatever it is that, that you want to do uh finish julie's song hey we want lyrics i'd like to make Decide a special you. request for a small flip book of leonore and al's relationship <laughs> it's obituary <laughs> perhaps <laughs> what is wrong with everybody okay it's just me i'm the only one here it's what's wrong with me (laughs) oh my gosh anything you would like to do be it optimistic be it cynical be it neither be it both be it team sean 
If you choose not to identify as an optimist (laughs) or a cynic, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. That's fine. Well, all right. I think we've said all the words. I think we're just scrambling now. So that's it for today, Fish. Until next time, don't hook up with Ben while I'm gone. I'm a fish. Bye. Bye, everyone.